0: sun I'll be sitting when the evening come, Watching the ships rolling, in and Then I'll watch them roll away again I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away I'm sitting on the dock of the bay the time. Welcome, 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 and welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. And you know, I was gonna do this last for for people that clearly see this is the second episode I'm dropping this week. Uh, I drop every Monday at nine o'clock. So if you haven't checked out the episode I did on Monday. Which was two days ago. Go check it out. Uh, it's on all social media platform, whatever platform you stream. Same as this one. And go check it out. If you if you on my YouTube, please go subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Or subscribe anywhere that you listen to or watch the pod. Um. Again, this is the unpopular podcast, and I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know. Last night Well of course the reason why I'm I'm doing two episodes is last night was the draft lottery. Again, I was gonna wait until Monday when I usually drop them next week, but I think that was too long. Like I'm not about to just wait a whole week to talk about something that happened last night. And last night was fascinating, man. Last night really showed the impact of the NBA. You see the lottery is so important not only to the nba but to the basketball fan in general the lottery really shows what teams or where teams could be in the next few years the lottery is right up there with the draft a little bit well of course it's with up there with the draft because it really shows you who's going to get drafted and where they're going to get drafted to now of course the lottery system and lottery list isn't going to be this is going to be exactly the same on draft night or before draft night. But, you know, it kind of gives you a. I guess a blueprint of how it was going to be. And this year. draft is, of course, one of the most important drafts because of Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson is arguably one of the most important and popular athletes right now. And walking in the face of this earth. And he hasn't even stepped foot on an NBA basketball court. From his NBA hoop. I mean no, from his high school hoops mixtapes. Him slamming. Because he's, he he's probably one of the most freakish athletes I've ever seen. And probably the world has ever seen. So from his high school mixtapes to the craziness and the and the how good he was at Duke. Zion right now was being crowned as one of the most one of the most gifted athletes we've ever seen. He's about 6'6, 6'7, 285 pounds. He's, he's, he's big as a bull. He's fast as a he, he's quick. Of course he has leaping ability out of this world. Zion, Zion, man, Zion is a game changer. Zion could be one of the best players of, of the gen, of a generation. You know, people like to throw that, you know, throw that around. Oh, he's once in a generational player. Zion is one of those. There's there's only been a couple to me, once in a generation players. There's been KD. I think it's one once in a generation. Honestly, Steph Curry is once in a generation, and it brings me. Jordan to me of course was once in a generation uh, and it brings me to LeBron James before I continue about what happened last night in the in the NBA draft I'm gonna talk about Zion Williamson and LeBron James all I'm all I've been hearing or a lot of people have been saying that Zion is already better than LeBron He's better than LeBron when he was coming out of high school. He's better than LeBron right now, of course, with LeBron being, I think, about 36. One thing I can't agree in this, the hype that is around Zion is probably the largest we've we've seen since LeBron James was in high school at St. Vincent, St. Mary's. I remember that they were. They were t- they were showing LeBron James high school games. That's the first time I've ever seen multiple high school games that was on ESPN. Hell, I we were watching. I was watching the um more than a game load documentary that ESPN did, and LeBron even said that they weren't even having games at their high school due to the fact that there were so many people that was trying to show up. They they went to the local college. LeBron James was a phenom before even touching the NBA. And that is how Zion Williamson is. People are already donning Zion the next greatest, (laughs) one of the greatest players ever. Could be one of the greatest players ever. And I get that. One thing I can say. I I don't like when people are saying that Zion is better than LeBron now. Because LeBron James is arguably people can debate he's first or second of all time but one thing I can say is LeBron James in high school and Zion in college it's close yeah LeBron James might have been uh, a lot more offensively crafty and, and of course he can shoot a little better than Zion can or could he can he was, he was a little better as a playmaker than Zion is. But the attributes that LeBron had aren't the same attributes that Zion has. But Zion has attributes. Like I said, he's one of the most athletically gifted players we've ever seen. And he's only what, like 19? His, he's one of the best defenders. Due to the fact of his high energy, he's one of the best he was one of the best defenders in college last year. Not to mention, he was doing this in college while LeBron was doing this in high school. I get it. I get the comparison, which is, if you think about it in a certain way, it's it's a little, it's flattering to say the least. Because you don't really hear too many people compare to LeBron James. And some people are even dawning that right now he's better than LeBron James was. Hell, you have people like Colin Cowherd going on and saying, right now, I would trade LeBron. I I would trade. There probably might be four or five people I wouldn't trade over Zion. Hell, people on ESPN saying Zion is the next best best thing. The only thing I will say to that is just be careful because we never know. You remember the hype. Now, of course, the hype was not the same. But you remember the hype that we had with Greg Oden. Hell, he went over KD. You remember the hype we had over Michael Beasley. There was a real argument between who was better between Michael Beasley and Derrick Rose. You remember the hype we had, and I hate to say it, but you remember the hype that we had over Markel Fultz the height we had over Ben Simmons, the height we had over Blake Griffin. Now, while Blake Griffin did turn out to be something great, we thought Blake Griffin was going to be way, we thought Blake Griffin was the next coming LeBron. I remember stories saying Blake Griffin is the next LeBron. And it's hard to kind of categorize Zion and what he is. Like I said, he's not really tall enough to be a power forward slash center maybe in today's NBA of course he can be probably a, a hybrid power uh, one through a well, no a two through a four or maybe five a small ball five but he and he definitely is big enough to be a small ball five but he can't really guard the twos because you know I don't see him staying in front of James Harden too well and I don't even stay, see him staying in front of Bradley Bill too well because they're look they're a lot quicker and lower to the ground, but all I want to say is just be careful. We need to. We, one, I get how talented he is, and I get that he could be a he could be a game changer from year one. He could be the all star year one. I think he will be a perennial all star, and it could start at year one. I don't think that he is good enough right now to completely change a team day one but if the projection is a writer or if he continues to ascend like i believe he will and like everybody in the world believes he will i think he will be a game changer give him about two maybe three years and that gets me back to the draft last night i haven't seen a swing of emotions hit so quickly than I did when we got to around the ninth pick and it's it's pretty much well documented that I'm a Wizards fan and when the Wizards name called at nine and we were projected to have the highest odds for sixth I was like, "Yeah, Wizards are." Uh, there he goes again. <laughs> you know, it was it was crazy watching reactions. It was crazy. My reaction was crazy. I'm like, "What?" The f-? Like, I was I was upset. I was literally upset. That's what the NBA draft or NBA draft lottery does to people. I was literally upset because we were three spots lower than what we were projected. Uh, there was a lot of people that I knew that put out in the lexicon that the Wizards might be first overall. We might get the first. Overall. We have like a 3% chance. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to be the case, but I definitely think we, were gonna, we weren't gonna we were going to be ninth. And with that being said, of course, it's, it's easy to get into winners or losers. And that was what we're going to do. Let's talk about winners at first. Of course, the biggest winner is the New Orleans Pelicans. They got the number one overall draft pick. They weren't even projected. They were projected to get, like, top maybe four or five. And a lot of people are screaming rigged, rigged, because of another winner on this list that we'll talk about. But a a lot of people screaming rigged, but you kind of had to give it to New Orleans, man. All the BS that went on this year with Anthony Davis with the injury bug that continues to happen with their owner with the coach with Rich Paul it's it, it, it's only right now of course the nba draft lottery doesn't work that way it's a 100% chance apparently quote air quotes but it, it it's only right it's only right that new orleans and, it, and i guess his fate that New Orleans gets that pick and gets a transformative player as a transformative player wants to leave in Anthony Davis. It, it It's only totally right. You even saw the emotion and the elation that Alvin Gentry exuded. Screaming F yeah when he got it. Putting his hands up. Hell, uh, new new GM David Griffin was excited and ecstatic. Like Zion Zion brings that much to the table. And even if they don't get Zion, or even if they don't, they fill more important pieces. There's a lot of people that would want Zion. Hell, I was hearing, not saying that they're reporting this, but I was hearing a lot of trade scenarios that had a lot of great players. I was hearing players like LeBron James. I was hearing players like Ben Simmons. I was hearing players like Joel Embiid. I was hearing players like Russell Westbrook. You never know. New Orleans is in a great spot right now. I'll tell you that. New Orleans is in a great spot. I have the number one draft pick. Plus you have a top 10, maybe even top five asset that wants to leave. And you still control his rights and Blake, I mean, and I'm sorry, and Anthony Davis. So right now, New Orleans is a big winner. The second big winner, and I don't know how the hell they became a winner, is the Lakers. All we've been hearing this entire season since LeBron James' tour is growing is the dysfunction of the Lakers. From trade rumors pretty much wrecking their entire team. From Magic Johnson saying, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> From Genie Bus, from articles about Luke Walton, from their coach uh, stepping away, from getting a new like. There's been so much dysfunction with this team. You realize I still don't have a basketball of operations. You realize that? I think right now the active one is Mar- Rob polinka but he's also the GM. I think or, or important somehow. I think he's a GM. All we've been hearing is about dysfunction, dysfunction, and dysfunction with the Lakers. Should they, will they trade all their young pieces for Anthony Davis? Will they trade? Should they trade LeBron? Should they think about trading LeBron? That's all we've been hearing. And fourteen, that was projected to get from spot ten to spot six, to end up with the fourth overall pick the fourth let me tell you how important that is before last night the lakers probably didn't really have the right assets that you could use to trade for anthony davis while you still had brandon ingram and lonzo ball and kyle kuzma and josh hart those assets were diminishing B- with Brandon Ingram in the, in the blood clot situation lines of ball. His, his health is coming to in question as well as his gameplay. Kyle Kuzma was probably the only asset that you had, but coming down the stretch when, we- when we need them a little bit more, we realized ah, he-, he, yeah, he's a second year player. He might not be ready right now. So y- you didn't know the- all the pieces that you had, We're we're dwindling. Not to mention you had a pick that, like I said, was supposed to be from 10 to 4. I mean, I'm sorry, 10 to 6. That's not really changing the needle or moving the needle for Anthony Davis or for a superstar-like player. You look here and you sit here today and you have the fourth overall pick. Now you probably, if you really look at it, you probably have a more desirable package that you could give New Orleans than the Boston Celtics, which was projected to have the most, you know, the most assets with all the draft picks and all the players. And it, it as squad as it's kept, a lot of their players' draft, I mean, trade value has has decreased from Jason Tatum to Jalen Brown. To Marcus Smart, they're doing they doing as well. But now that you have the fourth overall pick in L.A., now now, who says no to Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon? I mean, yeah, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, maybe three of those four, plus the fourth overall pick. While you are New Orleans, and still have the number 1 overall pick so think about that new orleans next year can go from not knowing who you're going to get not even next year going into the draft if they make this trade you can go from having a a low draft pick as in no I'm sorry having a yeah having a low draft pick maybe around 10 maybe around 9 Anthony Davis is leaving. And you're probably going to have to trade Drew Holiday because you're going to have to re- press the res- you know, press the reset button quickly once you get rid of Anthony Davis. More than likely you you're, you're going to trade him to Boston. And you you have to press reset <laughs> pretty much. So now this what could this could be the scenario. Come draft night, you have the number one overall pick. You have the number four overall pick. You have Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and let's just say Kyle Kuzma. And on top of that, you still have Drew Holiday, who you could trade to get more picks or trade to get a better player. And then the draft... You could get a Zion Williamson. And with the fourth pick, you can probably get a R.J. Barrett or, I don't know, some, I don't know, somebody somebody good with four. So you can have a team trotting out next year, the one Lonzo Ball, the two you can have Brandon Ingram or Drew Holiday, let's just say Drew Holiday. The three you can have Brandon Ingram. The four you can have Kyle Kuzma. You still have Julius Randle. You still have Jaleel Okafor if you really want to use him a lot. And you have Zion. Plus whoever you get for the fourth pick. And including that, you can trade the fourth pick to get multiple other picks. The Lakers have put themselves or... Ping-pong balls have really blessed the Lakers. They blessed the Lakers a couple times, man. But right now, it was looking so doom and gloom for LA. And now, to me, they have the most pieces or the the better-looking pieces that you can give New Orleans. And that's, that's all you really want to be, honestly. Especially, and in, 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 in that goes to, I guess, I'll speak about this briefly. Should Anthony Davis stay now that Zion Williamson more than likely will be here? I don't think so. I think that you've burnt that bridge to a crisp. Yes, New Orleans is a quote-unquote forgiving franchise, and a forgiving fan base, and of course Zion Williamson. Why wouldn't you do that? But I believe next year will be either Anthony Davis' seventh or eighth season. And in those seven, eight seasons, he's only won one, one playoff series. One. I think it's time for Anthony Davis to start building a legacy that's outside of the regular season. Because once you get into that territory, you start running into the, how unfortunate is it to say, but you start running into the Carmelo Anthony legacy, and I think Anthony Davis is better than that. Or could be better than that. So I think it's time for him to really start, uh, to really go. Not to mention, like I said, you burnt that bridge, man. The last game, wearing a, this is all folks, all the, the, trade demands from I want only want to go to three teams to I never said I only want to go to three teams to I'm wide open I'll play for anybody to I really want to only go to the Lakers or Boston to my my list is open again to nine teams to I mean to be completely honest with you I really want to go it, it was just so much in that situation I think that Anthony Davis it, it, just because you get Zion doesn't mean that should keep Anthony Davis. It doesn't. It. Mm. I think Anthony Davis needs to go, and I think he wants to still leave. I don't care if you get uh, if you get Zion, or more than likely you you get Zion. So now that you have Zion, I think it's. I think you have to leave, man. I really do, and I think he feels the same way. But back to the winners and losers, like I said, the Lakers are are in a great spot right now. From all that turmoil that they've dealt with for the last few months, since Christmas, I guess, to now, you couldn't write a better script. The fourth overall pick, not only could they trade it to get a better asset like Anthony Davis, and, 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 and quite as it's kept, this is important as a trade asset because I didn't really see too many big name free agents going to LA to the Lakers at least because Clippers probably but to the Lakers at least maybe at best you get a maybe a Jimmy Butler maybe a Kimball Walker maybe a Tobias Harris but that's not changing the needles hell even if KD leaves to go anywhere what what is LeBron James and Kimball Walker doing what is LeBron James and Jimmy Butler doing? Not with... You still have Golden State as good as they are even without KD. You still have the Rockets that's probably going to have to run it back seeing as their tax situation is going to be dire. Plus, wherever Kawhi Leonard goes. Even if Kawhi Leonard stays, in the Raptors, stays with the Raptors, I think the Raptors would be a better team than LeBron James and the Lakers with Kimba and all them. So, like I said, Kawhi Leonard is kept. I didn't think you were going to get too many high big name free agents so now that you have the fourth overall pick you can trade that to get a anthony davis or to get a big name player which i don't i don't know if they'll gel together i'm just throwing the name out but to get a player like a a russell, a russell westbrook somebody that you wouldn't have gotten before or you wouldn't have gotten in free agency because of all the stuff that's going on so the, the Lakers are in a, in, a, in a beautiful spot right now. You could draft somebody. You could still trade the pick. It's it's a win-win for the Lakers. And lastly, the, the last two winners are pretty much hand-in-hand, hand, which is Memphis and, and the Suns. And it has, for Memphis, it has to do with their draft pick getting the second overall pick. And for the Suns, it has to do with Memphis getting the second overall pick. It's funny, when Memphis got the second overall pick, I was like, oh, well, there goes Ja Morant going to Memphis. But then I thought about it. Wait a second. Memphis has Michael Conley. (laughs) Why would you get a point guard if you have Michael Conley? But then I was like, why would you not draft? Wait, wait. Why would you not draft Ja Morant? And even down the ticker. When it was like the biggest needs for teams and then you went to Memphis and the number one need was point guard. I was like, oh, yeah, they're trying to get up off uh, Mike Conley. And that brings me to Phoenix. Phoenix got a crapshoot, man, getting the sixth overall pick. You ain't doing shit with the sixth overall pick. But what if they get Josh? What if Memphis gets Josh Morant? What's one thing that Phoenix has not had since maybe Goran Dragić, a point guard? I can see Memphis trading Mike Conley to Memphis, I mean to Phoenix, which will be huge. Mike Conley with Deandre Ayton and Devin Booker? The team already doesn't have a veteran leader, honestly. And Mike Conley has been Class personified his entire NBA career. So you put them together. That's that's huge, if you ask me. Huge. That's a win-win for both teams. Now Memphis gets John Morant, the second best player in the in the draft. And Phoenix gets their point guard. Now, of course, this is all hypothetical. This could happen. Well, it ain't hypothetical. Memphis got the second overall pick, and they're probably, if not, definitely gonna get John Morant. But Phoenix better start making them calls, man. Phoenix better start making them calls to Memphis now. I don't know if you can because of tampering, but I don't know. Better mess better start making them calls now to get Mike Conley. Because Mike Conley soon is not going to fit with Memphis. Especially you get John Morant, you got Jaron Jackson. That, that's a that's a that's a those are two cornerstone pieces that you can really build build around. I think you still have Dylan Brooks you have some pieces that Mike Conley, especially now that you can clearly see Memphis is trying to turn that corner and get a little younger and start this rebuild. Mike Conley doesn't really fit in that. You saw that last year or this year when you trade Marc Gasol for, uh, you know, a Valanchunas getting younger and in the lawn, right getting younger. Mike Conley doesn't fit in that scheme. So, you trade them off to Phoenix when they need some leadership. They need a point guard. You get John Morant that just fits right there perfectly. So those those are the those are the few winners to me. You know, New Orleans, of course, LA, Lakers, Memphis, and Phoenix. Now, with every winner, you have some losers. <laughs> let me first let me first get my first loser out the way. Ah man. New York, bro. <laughs> All I've been hearing is New York's gonna get the number one pick. New York's gonna get Zion. New York's gonna get Zion, Katie, and Kyrie Irving. New York is pro- finally gonna get their mecca player. They haven't had a, a superstar player since Melo. If you want to put Melo in there, but if you don't, since what Walt Frazier? All I was hearing was New York, New York, New York. They had a better, they had a higher percentage from getting the first pick than getting the pick that they got, which was the third pick. And it's funny. And it was so comical to see the reaction from fourth overall pick to third overall pick. Because everybody was going crazy. Once we saw that L.A., New York, Memphis, and New Orleans was still in it, every New Yorker was going crazy, because out of those four, New York had the highest chance and highest percentage of getting the number one spot. And people are a little fearful that the NBA was going to mess around and let LeBron and the Lakers get number one. So it was, it was a, it was a mix of emotions. It was, it was they were juggling emotions. So once four came to LA I saw nothing but jubilation man everybody was yes 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 it's New York's time baby it's New York's time baby it's New York's time even I was like oh shit New York's about to get the number one overall draft all right well you can't say we didn't see this coming I mean I guess last time they had the number one overall pick was what uh uh Patrick Ewing so uh, there we go and then and then <laughs> the third overall pick came and the homie, and the homie put, pulled up the card and said New York all I saw was devastation you would think <laughs> you would think that Thanos snapped. Thanos snapped his fingers again and all the New York hope just went out the window man Oh my gosh! It was so funny. Uh, but it, it 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 really it oh man, it really just shows the the history. This is just another plaque on the terrible history of new york let me let me tell you some things let me just let me just walk walk through a little a history lesson of all the terrible shit that new york either has put on themselves or have gone through first and foremost james dolan james dolan is probably one of the worst owners of all time he while he owns the team won't sell the team you can clear he's already said the team is not his number one priority his number one priority is that damn band that he has so that's number one off the off the rip. You trade to get Amari Stoudemire. He's great. He is incredible for a season. I remember there was one time he had like a nine or ten game stretch of thirty or plus point games, and then he he hit the injury wall. So he hit the injury wall damn near as hard as Derrick Rose hit the injury wall. The only thing is Derrick Rose kind of came back. Uh, Amari didn't. Amari didn't. Nope. Nope. Then you trade the Avengers plus the Infinity Gauntlet for Carmelo Anthony when all you had to do was wait a couple months for free agency and you could have got mellow for you, you could have got mellow and kept all your pieces. But no, you didn't want to wait. You trade Gallinari. You trade so many important pieces for Mello just for it not to be a good fit (laughs) and i'm not saying good fit as Melo ain't a good player i'm saying good fit as you know we'll talk about it 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 just didn't end well you traded the world for Melo, and he only stayed for what five years maybe then you had sanity. it was an excitement in the air for new york you know he was he was hitting game winners over Kobe and hitting game winners over Toronto. And he looked like the next best thing. But then Melo didn't like that. Melo didn't like the spotlight wasn't on him. And you go, you fuck around and trade Jeremy Lin. You trade Jeremy Lin. Now before, before trading Jeremy Lin, you, 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 you drastically cut his minutes. Oh, I forgot. You hired Mike D'Antoni. You hired Mike D'Antoni to coach a player like Melo who doesn't fit any system that Mike D'Antoni has ever had. You also hired Derek Fisher. Oh, man. You hired Phil Jackson to be the president of basketball operations who doesn't do absolutely anything. The greatest thing he probably did was draft Porzingis, who, by the way, you trade because you think you're hoping you didn't trade him because you know you're hoping you trade him to clear up some space, so you're hoping to get KD and Kyrie. But what if you don't get him? You traded that you traded that man for nothing. Plus, you trade Melo. Remember, you trade the the Avengers and the Affinity Gauntlet for Mellow. You end up trading them because of the smear campaign that Phil Jackson, who you hired, did to Mellow's name. There's a lot more stuff I could be talking about. The Derek Fisher hire. Ah, Lord. Trying to, try, <laughs> trying to run the triangle with Mellow. Come on now. Look at the look at the look at the successful players that the triangle has worked for. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. When the hell have you ever seen a player like Carmelo Anthony be successful in the triangle? Oh, come on, bro. And it all came together. It all accumulated and it all you Paul put that in the bag. You tie the bag up and you think. This is it. All of our bad luck is finally over. We get the number. We have the best chance to get the number 1 pick out of we out of LA, Memphis, and New Orleans. And you fuck around and get third. <laughs> and you know what's funny? The funniest thing is watching ESPN and all the sports today. All the sports people today trying to convince us that new york is in a great spot you shouldn't be mad you shouldn't be upset that you didn't get number one you didn't get a once in a generational player you're gonna be good with rj barrett let me say this i remember i even said on this podcast one time that rj barrett might be might be more important or a better player than zion nba ready let me say this. might be more nba ready than zion Right. But then I, I I understand. The the he could be a better player like this. I'll put it this way. Put it this way. Steph Curry is a better player to me than Russell Westbrook. To me, Steph Curry is the best point guard in the league, but Steph Curry is a better player than Russell Westbrook. But I understand the box office and the, the the moxie that Russell Westbrook brings to the game of basketball. While I'm not saying that R.J. Barrett will be a Steph Curry or will be a Russell Westbrook, neither will a Zion or a, you know, either will a Zion Williamson. But I do understand how it is. I do understand the difference. Golden State would be if they had Russell Westbrook And the difference OKC would have if they had Steph Curry. Russell Westbrook is box office. And a small market team like Oklahoma City needs box office. They need that. While Steph Curry is box office, it took a while for him to be box office. From all the injuries to to playing on a trash ass team. Because let's not fool ourselves. Golden State was trash for a while. To his, you know, his slight bill. He doesn't look like, if you really look at him, he doesn't look like a superstar. Russell Westbrook does. You can say the same thing right now for New York. New York needs, and they're desperate for that superstar, the, the, the player that looks like an athlete, the player that looks like a superstar, the player that they know that is going to be box office, the player that know that is going to be beautiful for them. And that that, that is Zion. While RJ R.J. Barrett could, could, I repeat, could turn out to be a better player than Zion, RJ Barrett's not as box office as Zion. To be completely honest with you, Steph Curry isn't as box office to me than Russell Westbrook. Yes, he is better than Russell Westbrook, but as box office, no. Russell Westbrook, you know, night after night, you can get a dunk on, you can get a a crazy triple-double, you can get a crazy play from Russell Westbrook and while we know that we're going to get some crazy shots from Steph Curry a lot more people even look at the polls a lot more people like Westbrook over Curry which I don't agree with but that's that box office-ness and that's what Zion would bring to New York that they haven't had since I don't know maybe Melo maybe Patrick Ewing maybe Walt Frazier and that's why they're the biggest loser and that's why it's so funny that all these analysts that are supposed to know are trying to convince us that oh new york's in a great spot not to mention they can trade the third the the third overall pick to get maybe an anthony davis first of all la has if, if new orleans trades anthony davis you would be stupid to trade him to new york because what are you getting outside the number three pick kevin knox Which is a good player. Don't get me wrong. You might maybe get a Dennis Smith Jr. I don't know. But. Why would you use. Why would you do that. Over. (laughs) Over L.A.'s. Like I said. For. Kuzma. Ingram. Ball. Or Hart. Or it could be all of them. You would be dumb to trade New York. So. (laughs) New York is in a, in, a, in a terrible spot, man. It really is. Oh, God, it really is. New York is in a trash spot. Oh, man. Again, R.J. Barrett can turn out to be better than than Zion. He can be better. He's probably better than Zion out the gate. But he's not box office like Zion Williamson is. And that's what New Yorkers are craving, and that's what they need. And it sucks that they were that <laughs> They were that close. That close. And just like New York's luck, the rug was pulled and un- pulled from under them. And now they sit with the third overall pick. The third. And more than likely, we'll draft that pick instead of trade that pick, because who are you going to trade for? And get the RJ Barrett. Who is good. But he's not box off. My second loser is a cluster, Atlanta, Chicago, and the future of tanking. You see, this was the draft where tanking should have in needed to work. You have all these great players, well, not all these great players. You have you're tanking for Zion, tanking for Zion, tanking for Zion, tanking for the top maybe four pick or your top four picks. So you can start trading and and doing all that. This was the year tanking was supposed to be. Was supposed to work. And as you saw, the league was at an all time high with tank with Atlanta, with Chicago, with Phoenix, with New Orleans towards the end, with New York. Tanking was at an all time high. And now look at where all those tanking teams are. New York is third. Cleveland, who really got the raw end of this, you lose LeBron. <laughs> you lose LeBron, and you turn around, and LeBron James gets a pick higher than you. Cleveland gets fifth. Phoenix gets sixth. Chicago gets seventh. And Atlanta gets eighth. So, for record, that's three, five, six, seventh, eighth. None of the tanking, none of it is worth the third fifth sixth seventh or eighth pick you could have tried to play as hard as you can and still got the third fifth sixth seventh and eighth pick to me this right here if this is not the end of tanking i don't know what it is because now that you now that they switched the draft lottery and they switched the the percentage and the likelihood of you getting a player it's not just you get better percentage if you're that if you're terrible because if that's the case Cleveland would have gotten number one Or Atlanta would have gotten number one Or Chicago But now that you see that it didn't work What is the What is the essence of tanking Because it's going to happen again Next year What is What is the point of tanking To me this is the end of tanking This is the end of tanking It, again, I don't see why you will throw a season away anymore. I get, again, I get the fact that you had a luckily, you you had before they changed the draft and how it worked, you had a high chance of getting a Zion Williamson compared to, you know, with the level of how bad you were. Now, it's not like that. So, what's the point of tanking? If Cleveland, I believe, had the worst record this year. It was either Cleveland or Atlanta had the worst record this year. Or New York. One of those three had the worst record this year in the NBA. And not one of them got the number one overall pick. In fact, the three worst... I mean, the five worst records was at New York, Cleveland, Chicago, Atlanta and Phoenix. None of them got the number one pick. See what I'm saying? If that's the case, what's the point of tanking? There is no point. Now now you're forcing teams to actually be smart again, to actually build a team, to actually get as, the best players that you can, and try to compete. Because if the odds are the same for... Uh, uh, Cleveland that that it is for uh, New Orleans or that it is for Memphis or uh, uh, LA now of course LA wasn't that great but you know what I'm saying if if the odds of you being terrible correlated better with you getting a number one all picked then yeah tanking's here to stay but it's not anymore this is the second year in a row that a tanking team really didn't get what they thought they were going to get so this to me, this is the end of tanking. Maybe that's a win for the league. but That is a lose for the tanking team. That's a lose for New York. That's a lose loss for Atlanta. That's a loss for Chicago. That's a loss for Phoenix. That's a loss for Cleveland. Cause now you're really forcing them to be a good team. You're forcing them to have to be good or be, be a team and learn how to maneuver without tanking, without being trashed deliberately. Because you're not going to get rewarded anymore. Like you used to. Man, the draft, the draft lottery is... Last night, it was just so crazy to see. The, the emotion. And then it was even more crazy. And, and this is where I'll end. What was even more crazy is the game that happened after. I've never seen... A Western Conference Finals, where the two best players in Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson on the Golden State Warriors got so many open, wide, wide open three point shots. I understand Portland was tired, you know, from a game seven. The first time you even shot a ball after game seven was, you know, the pregame. Rituals and stuff You know traveling and all that I get that But when your defensive scheme is dropped down When the greatest shooter and to me the second greatest shooter of all time come off the screen. Yes, yeah, not gonna work my G <laughs> And for people that are saying that Golden State is better without Kevin Durant. No, they're not their system changes and they're still good. Cause you still have a two-time MVP, the best shooter ever. Plus, you have Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green. You still have a system that works. But don't let it fool you. You drop KD anywhere, shit. You drop KD overseas, and he's the greatest player walking. And adding a greatest player, right? Or adding the best player in the world to me right now, yes, your team will be better. I don't think they really need him this series, so I I chill out. I let him take I remember I think that happened maybe Steph Curry two thousand sixteen. When they played in the first round. I believe it was against Portland too. And they didn't really need Steph. He was injured. Like he could have came back, but because they realized, yeah, we can we can handle Portland. Or I don't know if it was Portland, but it was it was in the first round. Yeah, hey, we can handle this. Well Steph Curry just just chill out. I think that's what they're doing with with uh K D. Watch, if, if if Golden State loses game two, put money Golden Steph Curry. I mean uh if he can, Katie is playing game three. I'll put my life savings on that. But last night was just was just crazy emotions, man. From the draft, you know, from all these it was kind of weird because you had all these players there, but all they talked about for a solid two hours was Zion Williamson, which, which I understand. But you had so many. You had Cam Reddish there. You had R.J. Barrett there. You had all these players. Tyler Hero was there. like You had all these players and all they kept talking about. Uh, John Morant was there, who could be the second overall pick. All I all I heard, all I heard, was Zion. So it was kind of weird. And then even Zion thought he was going to the Knicks. Cause you saw his his demeanor and his face when he realized New Orleans was gonna get it. He was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> even he looked he looks so he looks sad, man. I think he realized, yeah, this is a business. Like he, I think he went in going. I live by the end of the night. I know I'm going to New York, to <sighs> Looks like I'm going to New Orleans Getting them uh jambalaya <laughs> yeah. to, to Golden State pretty much waxing Portland It was just a, a wave of emotion yesterday And I love it man, I love it I love it Next year is going to be crazy Not even just next year Around the draft, after the NBA finals Around the draft Oh man, it's going to get crazy Free agency is going to be crazy. The draft is going to be crazy. The NBA has done something that the NFL used to always do, and that's take over the news cycle, even in the offseason. Of course, NFL, you have OTAs, you have trade deadlines, you have trades, you have free agency, you have franchise tax, that's that and the third. Now that is all shifted to the NBA. You, tell, you think that after the NBA Finals, you think people are just going to forget the NBA is it? No. People are now going to wonder, all right, where's KD going? Is he staying? Where's where is Kyrie going? Is he staying? Where's Kawhi Leonard going? Is he staying? What what are they going to do with these draft picks? Who's going to make trades? Uh who wh- is 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 Philly going to break up? And then we get to the draft. Okay. Uh who's getting drafted number 1 or or who's who's tra- is anybody trading up? Is anybody trading down? are the big name it's Bradley bill going to get traded like the NBA has taken over a full year's news cycle and that is beautiful for the league beautiful hell even even uh even um the WNBA found a way to creep in there the other day with Liz um Cambridge getting traded to getting traded to uh the the aces just for to I think um I think break down I don't know basketball I I don't I don't know what's going on that'd be a big move if Liz does go to the aces with Asia Wilson but I don't know what's going on with with that but I do know the basketball is in a great spot. Do I think that the NBA has taken over the NFL? No, I don't. But I do know that the NBA is still one of the most exciting things. And now people are, again, it's taken an entire year cycle. Or it's taken a cycle until NBA, NFL regular season starts. Because people don't really care about the preseason or the, or the Hall of Fame game. So it's really crazy. Last night's NBA draft lottery really put into a lot of things in motion that we will be seeing, and I don't know. We will see. We will see because it 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 is crazy. What's 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 going to come up? Again, we're still in the playoffs tonight. Toronto or Toronto starts the western conference I mean eastern conference finals against Toronto. I think Toronto's going to win that. But I'm not 100% strong. I don't have 100% conviction on my on my pick. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't I'm not 100% sure because the Bucks are tough, man. The Bucks are tough. And Toronto really showed me a lot last, you know, last series. This Kawhi busts, man. <laughs> Game seven, everybody outside of Kawhi was scared to shoot. I don't, I don't know, but hey, it's just a lot of a lot of good things with NBA right now. That's a lot of good things. Um, I'm not gonna do an unpopular topic of the week because we already did that, and this is more of just a recap of the draft and my feelings. and I, And I really just felt like coming on and talking. You know, I had something to say. I didn't feel like I feel like I would have waited too late. If I would have waited until next Monday to drop and talk about all this, I just want to go. I just want to get out the way today. Uh, I don't have a game of the week because, like I said, we already did that. This is more of a special, I guess. Uh, NBA draft recap. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, I want to thank you guys for your support. Thank you guys for tuning in. I know this is this is two episodes a week. This this is not the norm. Uh, next episode will be dropping next Monday. Lord willing, um, back to a regular schedule program. I'm going to just say it. I'm going to just say it because I keep, <laughs> I keep talking about this special announcement that I, I have yet to say, but starting that, starting in about two, two weeks, the visuals are coming back to YouTube. This is why I'm telling you guys, subscribe, 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 because the visuals are coming back. I have a whole new set. I have a, I, you're going to see my, my pretty face again. And and I'm excited, man. There's going to be a little bit more content on the YouTube side than it's going to be on the audio side. Now, of course, if you still, you're not going to miss, you might maybe miss a segment or two, uh, like a segment or so. Uh, if you listen to all platforms, it's, it's pretty much going to be the same. It's just going to be visuals. You're going to see the new set. You're going to see how i created things. You're going to see me... Uh, and that's in about maybe two or three weeks. Again, I want to thank you guys for listening. This is the Unpopular Podcast. Uh, and let me know how you guys feel about the draft. If you guys agree with anything I've said, if you guys have your feelings, leave in the comments. Uh, you can hit me up. You can hit me up on social media. My IG is, I'm saying though, I-M-S-A-Y-I-N-T-H-O-U. My Twitter is yes, I'm from DC, um, and of course Jalen Hunter for Facebook, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, I want to thank you guys for listening again. In two weeks, two or three weeks, I'll I'll give you a dif- more definitive answer in the weeks to come. I am bringing the visuals back. I have a whole new set, a whole new way things are gonna be. Things are gonna be delivered. Uh, please subscribe either subscribe to just subscribe wherever you listen please subscribe Uh, i'm not gonna hold y'all much longer man until next time much love